Welcome to the first ever episode of my new podcast. This is Fabian Camacho um, with Adolfo uh, Almaraz on the show. Yo. Um, I have not told him the name of the show. I'm scared. And so this is a this is a very big surprise. Are you, are we ready? I'm ready. Uh, how how do you feel to to now be a guest on the brand new Shrimp Fried Talk Show? <laughs> Shrimp Fried Talk Show, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's a beautiful name. I love that name. <laughs> I'm very honored to be part of this. Does he have, Does she just so happen to fry rice? <laughs> yes. Oh, beautiful. You're telling me a shrimp fried this talk show? You're telling me. Sweet. And and if you've ever met me, you know I'm a, I'm a big shrimp of a guy. I'm a very, very small. Yeah, very tiny. Tiny man. Very tiny with a very masculine <laughs> voice, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and get started. Um, this is episode one. And um, this is my first time doing anything like this, and this is your first time being a guest on anything like this, I presume. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, unless you count the radios that we've been on. That's true. Um, so this is uh, this is a quick introduction to us, I suppose. Um, my name is Fabian Camacho. Um, this is a. I'm from a. This is my freshman year at college, and um, you know they gave me the opportunity to um, start my own podcast, and so I am. I'm doing it, <laughs> but um, I'm 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 studying math, but I have a really big thing for music, yeah. and um, Adolfo here is a friend of mine from high school. Do you want to go ahead and just talk about yourself a little bit? Yeah, I'm Adolfo. I've been in band with him for like three years, and I'm a senior in high school, and I'm very honored to be on this French uh, shrimp fried talk show. <laughs> All right. So um, this is episode one, and so our my main point of discussion here, um, just to keep it light, because like I said, I'm still trying to figure out what the direction of the show even is. Oh, that's fair. But um, today for episode one, I wanted to just discuss um, kind of the video games oh. that made us, I suppose. I'm, I guess what I'm really talking about is something that like our favorite video games from any point in time it could just be from us as a child to us now just as long as it's a favorite of ours or even just a random obscure game that we may have played in our childhood all right so um right. would you like to go first or how you want to do this so you you say like childhood games the first one that came to mind you ever play a game called jumpstart pet rescue I don't think so. <laughs> it, it it was this game for the Wii, and like it, it was rated C plus or something like that. Let me let me, let me double check plus. it. Yeah, it had a really weird <laughs> rating. It was a it was an educational game, and I remember this one in particular. And I it I remember it being very <laughs> high definition, but I fear for what it actually looks like now that I'm searching it up again. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, it was. It's rated a C something. C, yeah, just <laughs> children, I guess. Just an educational game, taking care of pets, cleaning them, explore the world, yada yada yada. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> it was like when I was eight. Loved the game. Don't know if I can find it though. Hmm. 
happened to you? What, what was a child game for you then? A good childhood game. You see, like, there's a bunch of random things. As a little kid, I didn't get my first console until I was like seven. Right. And that was like a family console. But before that, I did have a DS. Oh, nice. But before that, there was a family computer. Mm. And on this family computer, I had access to an infinite amount of Flash games. All the power. And I couldn't quite tell you any exact Flash games. These are all very far deep into my youth. But, you know, that's that's one thing. There's a lot of knockoff Mario games, a lot of knockoff Spider-Man games. And there's even this, like, distinctively, I I, I remember this, <laughs> you know, those, like, dress-up games. Oh. You know, typically, just for the Elsa. girls, you got... <laughs> Typically, they you had like Zach and Cody and Justin Bieber. You know that was the girls' territory. <laughs> Justin Bieber. But but there was one that they had made for <laughs> um, Iron Man of all people. <laughs> and so, if I remember correctly, I don't think you'd strip Iron Man down to his underwear, but you'd strip strip all of his armor off until it was like his black undersuit thing. All right. And then you would you would you'd put on different plates of armor on his arms, legs, torso, or head. Nice. And then it would make you wait like so much time just to get a new piece of equipment, a new piece of armor. And so I, I always thought that was really I mean, I as a kid, you know, that's like the pinnacle of entertainment for me. You gotta make Iron Man who he is, of course that's entertaining. <laughs> but um Mainly, uh, there's another thing too. Did you ever, did you, did you ever get those like plug and play games? I remember a couple of them. I, I know, I know plug and play games. Yes. <laughs> I remember back in uh, when I was a little kid, we had a bunch of them. Right. Most of them, I think, were before I was. I have three older sisters, mm-hmm. significantly older, so you know they they had their. Uh, I guess fair share before I did, but there's like a there's like a uh, there's a SpongeBob one where the joystick <laughs> the joystick is his nose. Oh my god, I've seen a YouTuber review that same that exact toy. <laughs> I own that. It's it's somewhere in the house, I think. Oh god. And it's just filled with a whole bunch of random like SpongeBob games that are based off of classic games. That was always fun. And uh, I mean, it wasn't always fun. By the time. I think by the time I was old enough to comprehend games and be able to play them, I just never got to that. When you develop taste. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but one plug and play that I do remember very fondly, and I remember begging my mom for this. Um, we went to – I was like in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So I'm about four or five years old at this time. And we were going to Walmart. And I saw this thing in in the electrical section, the elect electronic, and um, the electronic section, and it's like it's a uh, it's this really I don't even know how to describe it. It's like it's blue and red. It's a Spider-Man game. It's a Spider-Man plug-and-play game. And and what you would do is it, it, it's secured to your arms using Velcro. And um, while it's secured to your arm, uh, you can it secures under your forearm, but then you flip it over, and now that it's on top of your forearm and along like your the upper part of your, 
the back of your hand. Yeah, there's just this big part covering your forearm to where you can see a D-pad, a couple of buttons, and then it also connected to this little section that went inside of your hand as its own little controller <laughs> thing. It had a button on it. That and the whole sick. point was that it was it was like motion activated. Let me see if I can find a picture while I'm talking about it. But um, it was like motion activated, and I'll admit the... <laughs> <laughs> if I remember, the motion controls were really questionable at best. It was no Nintendo Wii by any means. <laughs> right. But, um, what, uh, <laughs> um, but basically it was red and blue, and it was like really, it was really weird. Like, I was so interested in it because it felt like a really truly immersive experience. I just saw Spider Man, fell in love with it, but my mom bought it with a caveat that I could only play it. Only. If I finish my homework for the day, but I'm in kindergarten, so what kind of homework do I even get? If I remember correctly, I don't even know that you know. Like, Circle the red ball. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, but at the same time, I might have also been in first grade. Those two. Either way, I can't you're quite remember. Something. Yeah. <laughs> They're like solving like two plus three. I think that's second grade math, though. <laughs> Oh man, second grade math literally sounds like the dream right now. I've been, I've been taking calculus too. Yeah, I, I, there's a sophomore me... that I know, and I looked at her homework. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forget your sophomore taking algebra two. And I looked at it, and I'm like, this is <laughs> fractions. This is adding exactly. and subtracting fractions. Why can't I have this anymore? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> man. Um, but you know, like anyway, back to the back to the subject. Right. <laughs> so it was it strapped to your arm and you plugged it into the TV. Uh-huh. And I remember there being a bunch of mini games like this came out post Sam Raimi Spider Man. Mm. And so as, uh, as a product of that, you were able to uh, fight Doc Ock on top of a train. Oh, that sounds sick. But it was like. 32-bit graphics and like I forgot I just remember being really clunky and getting frustrated really quickly It was, but like this game was also like a point and click game it was it was strange I found a picture of it and I'm gonna send it to you right now but I don't know it was, it was just really interesting I, I don't think about it that much but I think it'd be interesting I'd be very uh, keen on a uh, going ahead and uh, plugging it back into the TV to see what happens. Play it again with your like but... newly found skills from like God of War. <laughs> Alright. I think I sent it to the... Oh, there it is. Okay, it's sent. I, I sent it. This is oh. what it looked like. Apologies for the people listening at home. You will not be able to see what this looks like. It's... <laughs> It's like a pistol grip that expands the four. That's really weird looking. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you said, you said it had an extension that goes into the palm. I was expecting like, it like it was a little button on your palm where you press with your like two middle fingers, like you Spider Man shooting his webs. Yeah, that's what you'd think. That's right? what I was thinking. Like, what the heck? I'm pretty sure I I I might have still tried to play that way anyway. Hmm. I know they made other ones. I think they made other versions of this plug-and-play that made more sense. Right. But, like, 
yeah, like this game, I don't know, just something about it kind of stuck with me. No, I still cool. think about it from that time to time, and like the graphics weren't even like they were like what you'd expect for the for what it is. Hmm. But like it was it was a point and click adventure game sometimes too, Fair and like nice. you'd like web up enemies by pointing. It was it was interesting. A lot of it, some of it was also in like first person. Mm-hmm. And I think you might like use your hand to like punch, like some villain. I don't know. It's just it's some obscure Spider-Man villain that there always is, like the spot or the wall. Don't be talking any kind of falafel <laughs> on the on spot. The spot no. or the wall. <laughs> the wall? I don't. I don't know, man. The wall. The wall seems like a chill dude. It doesn't seem like a villain. It's just an angry man. It's so I find that story so funny. Literally, kills a they guy fight on the field. Get, no, get, uh, the wall. Yeah, doesn't he like bust down the wall? Yeah, and he kills he, a guy in the field. He, I guess he got. I, I guess he does kill him, doesn't he? Like we don't really see him get up. <laughs> but the only reason, like the, literally, the, the only thing that happens is Spider-Man gets down to get look uh, get a little little bit of a tussle, and then they both get kicked out of the game by the ref. We reminisce like outside. That, exactly. That's the. I think that's the best part of this. They're not even angry at each other. They're just like, damn, we really we, screwed we it. messed up. <laughs> <laughs> the wall. But yeah, but I will agree with you. The spot is just an actual formidable villain. See, I've always okay. Here's the thing about the spot. I was introduced to the spot in uh the the '90s Spider-Man cartoon. All right. I uh. I don't want to say I grew up watching it because it sounds like <laughs> sounds like cringe. you're old. <laughs> but like it, I used to watch a lot of reruns on it when I was younger. Right. And then whenever my family got Netflix, it was on Netflix. Ooh. And so I watched the whole thing like a few times over until they took it off, unfortunately. But then they put it on Disney Plus, and so I was able to rewatch the series for like the fourth time. That's fair. But uh, the spot was in one of the episodes, and like. I thought he was kind of weird then, but I also thought he was really cool. You know, the idea of just being able to... Portable holes. Just a, exactly. Just, just a throw a spot somewhere, and then he be, he can... It, it's it's so it's such an interesting concept. It's portals, but the person. Exactly, yeah. He's just a bunch of living portals and stuff. I think that's, that, I think that's really cool. And even the fact the, that uh, he... Uh, like there's this really cool comic book panel where Spider-Man punches him in the face, but because his face is a is a is a portal, he goes through. He ends up just yeah, he just redirects the punch back to Spider-Man. That's that's pretty, that's fire. I I, I think I've seen that cover. Sick as hell. It's it's always so cool, and um, I wish he would get more exposure. And I'm, I'm kind of – he's actually – I'm glad that he's going to be the villain for the new Spider-Verse movie too. That's, oh, is he? Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't. I haven't heard much about the new Spider-Verse movie in general. Oh, there's been a lot of leaks about just who's showing up, and I'm I'm pretty excited. Nice. But um, yeah, like I was saying, they uh, he's the main villain of that movie, and I think that's like awesome because the spot slander has been overwhelming, and I'm so tired of it. I think we should bring back the wall, though. <laughs> Make him like uh, Peter Parker and the new MCU debut, uh, 
We should have the wall play, you know, Peter Parker's newest enemy. Wait, was it the wheel that's in uh, Marvel, or is that DC? Big wheel. Big wheel. Oh yeah, that's the the most formidable villain to ever appear in any kind of media. <laughs> what was he? Just an angry rich guy, and then he got into a big mech suit, and then gets his cuss word. Yeah, big wheel. Big wheel. They tried making him cool for the '90s cartoon. They did like a weird version of him, but you know, now that we're on the topic of Spider-Man mm-hmm. villains, oh my goodness, I'm I'm really I'm wanted to talk about um. There's this one Spider-Man villain who I'm a big fan of. It's a uh, Hypno Hustler. He's kind of a more obscure one. Are, are you familiar with Hypno Hustler? No. Hypno Hustler is basically he's this um. He's this like rock star guitar guy, hmm. and uh, he's uh, he's got he's got a big falafel. Afro. He's got the uh, he's got like a full white suit. He's got some pink details, and I always thought his design was cool. Hey. But basically, if I remember correctly, what he did was like he went to like a concert and like out of nowhere, he's the hypno hustler for a reason, and the Mercy Killers. Which is like his backup singers, mm-hmm. but he's a hypno hustler for a reason, and that reason being he'll like he uh, went to like a concert and like he hypnotized the entire crowd into giving him uh like their valuables. All right. And I think he only appeared for like one issue, and then like reappeared in like a couple of comics later. Hmm. Yeah, there's like way I later. love his design. Listen, I'm a big fan of Hypno Hustler. You know, I always, and this is, I guess now we're going to segue our way uh, back into, maybe we'll segue our way back into video games. <laughs> but I kind of like, I, I kind of like talking about this. But, um. Just kind of go into random things. Start with a single topic and then see what it devolves into. Human conversation is interesting, at to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, basically, I always thought for, like, a Spider-Man video game in my head, it'd be so cool if one of the... And in this, in my... Bear in mind, when I think of a Spider-Man video game, I've always wanted to make, like, a Spider-Man video game ever since I was a little kid. Right. But, like, a, what I'm thinking of, and this has become more of a recent uh, change to the idea in my brain, if I were to make a Spider-Man game, it would be done in a similar style to... And this is going to be another obscure one. Have you ever heard of Spider-Man Web of Shadows? Sounds vaguely familiar. Well, on like regular consoles, it released as a 3D like adventure game, free roam, right? It's where the Spider-Man walking sadly meme comes from. Yeah. I just searched it up and I just <laughs> see that as one of the first images. But on the Nintendo DS, it released as like a full-on like... It's like a castle, a Metroidvania type game. You said it released on the DS? Yeah, it's released on the Nintendo DS was a Metroidvania type game. And uh, this was like the first game I ever had on DS. Hmm. And this is like my favorite DS game to ever exist. But, you know, I always thought if I'd ever make a Spider-Man game, it'd be done in that style. And one of the bosses would definitely be hypno hustler because i just had this cool idea of like peter parker 
goes to a concert. This is like college Peter Parker. Right. So he goes to a concert with his friends. You know, we got Flash Thompson. We got Harry Osborn. We got Mary Jane Watson. We got Gwen Stacy. We got the whole college lineup. There's other people, but I can't quite think of them right now. Right. And uh, so it's like the his college lineup of friends, except they're all at a concert kind of enjoying enjoying themselves whenever um, Peter Parker starts to notice himself kind of slip a little bit. He looks around. or Maybe actually, uh, instead of all of that, Peter Parker goes to like use the bathroom or something. But by the time he comes back, all of his friends are like unresponsive. And then he notices that everybody else is unresponsive, right? Hmm. And so he tries to figure it out. And then he realizes, oh my goodness, it's that hypno hustler. It's like he hijacked the concert. And so he run, he he kind of hides, changes into a Spider-Man outfit, and then the whole level will just revolve around him trying to send the people at the concert after him, after Spider-Man. And he'd have to like web them up and you wouldn't be able to hit them or else you'd like fail the mission immediately. Right. And so he'd have to like web them up and be careful with them. Finally make his way towards the stage. And then like, he'd have to web up his ears. I'm pretty sure he did that in the book. Even he webbed up his ears. So the hypno hustlers music couldn't work on him. All right. But like, it would just be like a really quick boss fight because Hypno Hustler is not like some powerful guy, I don't think. He just got the magic. But like, it would just be a nice fight with Hypno Hustler, and then after you know defeating him, everyone else would kind of snap out of it. By the time they snap out of it, though, um, they have no no recollection, right? All their valuables are still with them, and uh, at this point, you know, they wake up in webs and they're all confused. And then Peter Parker comes back. He has to web himself up, and then like they have to blame Spider-Man for it, and it's like it sucks. But like I said, I don't know. Like if I were to make a game, like that would definitely be a mission: is going against the Hypno Hustler. I feel like he's too, like yeah, he's really goofy and campy and kind of dumb. But That's fair. I, I think he definitely has some value to him in this area. He could definitely. He just comes across to me as like a video game boss fight villain that the, that the whole level's like based off of, you know? Yeah, just the, not the rough and tumble that you usually expect. Just be smart about it. Yeah, that, that's that's literally exactly what I... I don't know. Just as soon as I found out about him, that was my first idea. It was like, he would be such a good... Just if you're a video game villain, and the whole level would just be based around him. Right. That's sick. But uh, when did you first play uh, Web of Shadows then? Probably, I think I got my DS around the time I was four years old. But when I was four years old, and this is, like I said, this is my favorite uh, DS game to ever exist. My favorite, one of my favorite games to exist ever, honestly. That's how much it's uh, affected me. But um, Spider-Man Web of Shadows on the DS is nothing like the version of the consoles. Mm. Um, it revolves around exploring this map, and you get more sections of the map unlocked as you unlock new abilities. And like I said, it's like Metroidvania. It's, it's like it's a Metroidvania. It's like Castlevania the way that... Well, actually, I couldn't tell you why it's like Castlevania, because I'd never played Castlevania. It's a side-scroller platformer kind of type thing. Yes. Type vibe. Okay. And then Metroid is exactly side-scroller platformer. But, like, you unlock new abilities that allow you to get to different parts of the map. 
as you progress. Hmm. So, you know, it's something that you see in the beginning of the game. You won't be able to access in, unless you're, until you get to, like, the middle of the game whenever you unlock that ability. Right. So it was one of those games. But basically, the whole, the whole gimmick of the game is that you switch between the classic costume and the symbiote. Ooh. And uh, that would affect gameplay. You know, you'd get different abilities. You'd get different combat. Um, I don't want to say different animations. I'm pretty sure the animations were the same. But basically, the whole point of the game is to... Uh, and the, this is kind of the main story of the actual game, too, is the symbiotes have gone out of control and taken over, like, all of New York. <coughs> all right. And so uh, Spider-Man immediately blames Venom for it. And so he hunts after Venom. But in this game, you fight, uh, you get, you make your way to, towards Venom. But you know, uh, while doing that, you encounter a lot of civilians uh, possessed by symbiotes. You have to fight them, and then you encounter like a lot of obstacles that you can know you can't uh, access unless you defeat like a boss. And this boss, every boss here, has the exact same move set as Spider-Man. And they're really powerful. They're really strong. Some of them have different abilities, but most, most for the most part, they just move exactly like Spider-Man. All right. And every time you beat them, you get one new ability. And then you get to Venom, and then you're, he he tells you, it's not me. And so you're like, oh, my bad, Eddie. And then you find out it's like this super symbiote thing. And you have to defeat the symbiote. But as you defeat the symbiote, I guess, like, it decides to like, explode or something. <laughs> I don't remember. But, uh, what? actually playing the game isn't too bad you can probably beat the game in like three hours oh that's fair but like you can unlock new abilities you can unlock new um like moves to do stuff like that that's sick. But like I couldn't really explain it that well but it, it was a really fun game when I was younger though I I mean yes I had the DS but that didn't mean I knew how to play on the DS all too well <laughs> I think that's and most so I had my <laughs> I had my older sister play it for me a lot of the time. I'd watch her. I'd watch her play. Uh, I'd watch. I'd watch over her shoulder as she played a lot of uh, the games that I liked. And that's that was just me as I was younger too. Even on console, I couldn't really play too well, and uh, I would uh, just watch her play it instead. <laughs> You know, I, I never really did that because my, my sister was always out with her friends as a teenager, so I just sat there, get frustrated, and never finish it. That's why I have so many, like, saved Pokemon files, because I just never get past, like, this fifth gym. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, it was only two years ago that I beat my first Pokemon game. It was Pokemon Ruby. And the funny thing about that is that I did a joke run. Because, I, like I said, I never finished the game. But I said, eh, let's be funny about it. Let's only use water types. And it wound up being the first well, time I beat the game. I'm like, wow. <laughs> how do you even beat Pokemon? What is? How do you? What do you do to beat Pokemon? Well, in Pokemon, it's all about catching them all. But you, that's not the main goal. That's more of a side goal. Your main mission is to collect all all six gym badges. And then you go to the champ, uh, yeah, champion road. Beat them. Mm. Then you go to the Elite Four. You beat them, then you beat the champion. And that, oh, that's okay. basically the gist of it. But along the way, you have like little side missions like, oh, help this person deliver a letter. But then you run into like, uh, like in the original Pokemon games, you had Team Rocket kidnapping Pokemon. You had to stop them. 
and then it's just a whole kerfuffle with your uh, rival and whatnot. But mostly Team Rocket being asses, stopping them, doing all kind of, all kind of stuff. But yeah, so like in first generation, you have Team Rocket doing all that stuff. Second generation, Team Rocket is dispersed, but they're still trying to do things because they're like, oh, we're going to get the game back together kind of thing. And so they're doing that. And in the third generation, it's Team Magma and Team Aqua uh, in their respective games for uh, Ruby or Sapphire and Ruby. And so like their whole game, their whole gist is to... Like, Team Magma says, let's create more landmass for the ground-type Pokemon to thrive. Screw water. And screw water-type Pokemon. Mostly screw water. <laughs> and so they hi- there's one part of the game where they hijack a weather tower to try to control the weather. And then they wake up in a primordial god to help achieve their goals. And they end up bringing up the end of the world. And then you have to stop it. Keep in mind, you're 13 years old stopping the end of the world. But it's fine. Hey, when that happens. And then po- and the other Pokemon game, Team Aqua is basically trying to do the exact same thing except with water. Screw land. We need more water for water Pokemon to thrive and whatnot. And also volcanoes stop working and fill with water so Pokemon can thrive. And I'll, I'll be honest, I prefer Team Aqua over Team Magma. I actually kind of like the goal for Team Aqua. That's what's up. Yeah. After that, I'm not really much, not really caught up despite being from those later generations. Because, like, Pokemon Ruby is more of a 2000s game. And I should have been the one growing up on playing, like, Gen 5 or whatnot. But I never owned a Gen 5 game. I've only owned up to Gen 4. Huh. You ever play a Pokemon game? Have you played... I actually have not. Really? I... I, I was never a Nintendo kid growing up. I guess that's fair. Like, I had a Nintendo DS, but I, right. mean, I didn't really care. The only Nintendo games I had on them were, uh, like, actual Nintendo games. You know, every, Obviously, everything is licensed by Nintendo to be on there. Right. But um, I had New Super Mario Bros., which is, like, absolute banger of a game. Hmm. And I had uh, Mario Kart. I've never, I've but, never liked Mario Kart for the DS. I don't know. I, you know the amount of time I spent on Mario Kart. That's insane right. but like i did have and this is kind of a good story too the first game i was like ever hyped for it was a uh, mario and luigi bowser's inside story i've never owned that game i've always wanted to play it <laughs> i was i had never really been hyped for a game before like i'd seen a cover and been like that looks fun right yeah i, I but, saw like i saw the trailer i'm like oh my goodness I remember seeing the trailers on TV because, you know, back then, I've noticed that now, uh, not that I really watch TV anymore, but anytime I have, there's like no video game commercials on TV anymore. Yeah, like I have, I've also noticed that. Um, and maybe also do that, like, I don't think either of us really watch cable in general anymore. But I don't yeah. think there's very many, like, game things on, like, TV, on channels. Mostly probably because everyone, as we have, started to do, started watching stuff like YouTube and other streaming platforms. So they just, they just put it there. Because that's where the yeah, audience is going to be. If you're watching TV, you're probably oh, yeah. watching the news, and you're also probably like 30 or 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does that is a pretty good point. But you know, I remember seeing that ad on TV for Bowser's Inside Story, and I had really no. I don't know. It just it just looked so good. I don't. I didn't know what a good game was. I was like. 
seven, six, eight, you know? <laughs> right. I had no idea what a good game was, but I saw that trailer and automatically knew that that's what I wanted for that. Are you saying that Inside Story game. is not a good game? Oh, no, it is. <laughs> I love Bowser. I've never. I actually haven't beat it yet. No, this. I'm the same way. Like I have the game. Uh, Mario Super Mario <laughs> Mario Luigi Dream Team. I'm on the last mm. boss, and to this day, I can't beat it. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's just trauma for not having to be not being able to beat it for like five years. <laughs> so like my self esteem is like you're not gonna beat it this time. I don't. I get close every single time. I'm like ah. No, this one I had. Uh, I actually. My mom ended up getting it for me, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And I was a dumb little kid, and so I didn't really know how to play that. <laughs> so, right. again, this is a moment where I had my older sister come in and play it for me. And the graphics of the game are really good. I, it's aesthetically very pleasing. I love the game. But then, because one day, my neighbor, I had like... Uh, there's people there's people who lived next to me back in the day mm-hmm. and like I was really close to them I was up there if I wasn't home I was over there you know mm-hmm. but uh one day one of the guys who lives there one of the kids he he proposes a trade mm-hmm. like like a trade offer temporary borrowed games right yes he says he'll give too. me he'll give me this Transformers game, and as a kid, I'm obsessed with Transformers, okay? All right. He'll give me this Transformers game for Mario, for any game. And I, I, I try trading him any of my games, but he's, he denies all of them. He rejects them. But then I, you know, begrudgingly offer Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. And he's like, okay, yeah, that, that's a perfect trade. I'll take that. Quality for quality. Right. And so, <laughs> from that, <laughs> I got that. And it was, it was for the first Transformers game. The Transformers games, at least the first two, I don't know about the second ones, they had dual releases. You had the Decepticon versions and the Autobot versions. Yeah, I remember playing the Autobot version. Never finished it because we, like, rented it from, like, uh, so I can't remember where we rented it from, to be honest. Hmm. What is Blockbuster? I own both of them. Not to flex on you. I own the Decepticon and Autobot version of uh, the Revenge of the Fallen version of it. Ooh. Yeah. But he, it was for the first movie. He was like, uh, do you want this Decepticon one? And I was like, obviously, I was like, yes. And so I gave him Mario and Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story. And then after playing the Decepticon game, I realized... That it sucked, <laughs> and that I didn't like it, and so and I realized that it was the exact same game as the one that I had Just for Revenge, the Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah, and that's what that's what the Autobot one is too. I had I, at this point I already had the Autobot and Decepticon Decepticon versions of Revenge of the Fallen, mm-hmm. but this one was for the original movie, and so I thought it'd be different. Right. It's all the same game. It, to be honest, and it's so, the same thing with Pokemon. Uh, except they do three <laughs> releases most of the time, and then the mm-hmm. so like for example, um, there's Pokemon Ruby and Emerald, or Ruby Emerald and Sapphire, and Emerald combines the Ruby and uh, Ruby and Sapphire, where you just have more Pokemon and just better animations. But that's really all that's different. I was gonna say recently they've been doing like four releases though, right? Uh, no, it's just it's still dual releases. 
just mostly remakes. Like you had a uh, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. You had Sun and Moon. Oh, okay. Um, then we had like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah, right? Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. But I think those were uh, trying to piggyback off of that. Okay, with, so it's with not like Ultra a Sun and Ultra Moon, I think they released Omega Ruby and Omega Sapphire, which was remake uh-huh. of Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, but then after that they did Sword and Shields, which I hear sucked. And then after that they had <laughs> Legends of Viseri- uh, uh, uh People are gonna hate me for not saying his name right. I already forgot how to pronounce his name, but the God <laughs> Pokemon, and I hear that one also sucked. Well, unfortunate. Pokemon is just kind of a cash grab nowadays, but oh well. But um, so I trade. <laughs> I trade this man my game and i realized that i but like i had realized that i didn't like this game and so whenever i tried to ask him for my game back he he wouldn't give it back to me and so i was just stuck with this decepticon game and that i think i vaguely remember you telling me the story didn't you say that he moved or something yeah and then he moved and so yeah moved never get it back at all (laughs) and so you know i just had to cope with not having this game with me but right I did, um, so during, like, my freshman year of high school, I went to GameStop more than I usually do. I don't really go to GameStop that often. Right. I usually just find what I need at Walmart or, like, on Amazon. You know, that's that's where, you know, my parents took me for stuff when I was younger, too. If I wanted a game, we'd go to Amazon. Walmart. All right. But, um, mostly, mostly I'd go to Walmart. I mean, Walmart's got it. But, like, recently I've been going to GameStop more. But anyway, point is, I went to GameStop a lot more than i usually did which is like two times a year that's a lot more which is like better than more than zero right (laughs) right which is your usual amount (laughs) and so i went to gamestop a lot as a freshman and then i went in looking for new games and i saw mario and luigi bowser's inside story (laughs) and because it's a more sought after game it was like i can't remember quite how much it was but they had like marked up the price quite a bit Wanted out if it was like a sixty, considering it's a three DS game though. But I said screw it and bought it. So have you finished it yet? No. <laughs> I, I played it my first. <laughs> Are you like year. anywhere near finished? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Dog. I started playing it my freshman year and I was like super excited <laughs> to play it, but then I remembered why I couldn't get past it in the beginning, like when I had the game to begin with. There's this section. Of, I got past where my sister was. I remember that. Right. Um, she didn't get too far, but that's also because I didn't have the game that long in all actuality. But um, I uh, <laughs> whenever I played the game, I made it pretty far. I made it to this castle. Bowser gets like trapped in a castle or something. Mm-hmm. And to this day, no matter how hard I try, I have no idea how to get out of the castle. I have no idea where I'm supposed to go. You know, this game is... Oh, yeah, I saw the travel. Like, you gotta move around. It's like a... Right. Like, it's just kind of exploration. Then you have, like, little random encounters that have yeah, a game. Yeah, exactly. But I have no idea where to go. And so I've just been stuck. And I have, I have not... I don't know. I've thought about watching speed uh, walkthroughs. But I don't want to watch no walkthrough. That's gonna make that's gonna like make me feel like I didn't earn it. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna be real with you. I had a situation like that. There's a this game for the Wii U called the Xenoblade Chronicles, 
and honestly one of among my favorite games although i haven't owned very many but i only recently finished it like uh, i think last year or something mostly because of covid and so like i said eh, may as well play it but and i was sitting there so i restarted it because i had a save file already and i said i eh, may as well start from the beginning get the story again mm-hmm. and I, I was in the beginning area and i'm like I wonder why I never got past this beginning area, because for some reason I never got past the beginning area. And I, I remembered, oh yeah, I couldn't find how to get out of this basin. Because like, <laughs> the beginning area is like a basically a, a it's it's in a like a forest mountain range, right? But like it's basically a hallway, then there's like this big uh, um, le, uh, out, out, outway, right? And then I couldn't, uh, when I was like, my little 12-year-old brain couldn't find the exit. <laughs> I'm like, why can't I play the game? <laughs> like, my, my save file had me at like level 20 because I was grinding on those beginning enemies because I didn't know what else to do. Hmm. And keep in mind, like even right now, I'm only like level 40 because I was playing it again, and I finished the game, so I finished at level 40. So you can imagine like how the power scaling is. Yeah. Getting to level 20 in beginning area. I remember a lot of games like that as a little kid where I actually, you know, just couldn't, I couldn't figure out where to go. And so I just had to look it up. And as a little kid, that I didn't really feel shame from that. But nowadays, not that I really feel shame from it. I just like to kind of figure stuff out on my own. No, I get that. I will be honest, though. I, I'm, I'm the same way, but I have no shame looking up a guy for the original Final Fantasy. Hmm. I put no shame in that. In fact, a lot of people say I could not have beat it without the guide because that game is like four, like four bit, like or yeah, we're talking eight, about the eight bit. Yeah, no, it's four bit. It's four bit because eight bit is stuff like Pokemon. Mm, you're talking about the NES game, right? Yeah, the NES original Final That's, Fantasy. NES is eight bit. Is it eight bit still? Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah, but it was an eight bit game, and it was all about explore the world. <laughs> yeah. At, it was basically Dark Souls, but on the NES. Yeah. <laughs> and like you walk, you walk into the wrong area. Oh, looks like you're level one fighting an ogre. Oh, it deals 400 damage at once. 400 damage is no exaggeration. It was more like 20 tier, like 10 HP characters. Yeah. And I remember like I thought, because I remember I went to like one of the shops. And I I clicked. <sighs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll buy this <sighs> from you. And I said, who do you want to give it to? I'll give it to, like, the warrior, of course. Give the sword to the warrior. And I was thinking, gi- like, my brain process, giving it to them is is basically them equipping it. Of course. And so I went to battle, a lot of battles unequipped. I was thinking, why am I only dealing one damage? I thought you were sword user. <laughs> and then I figured out you have to actually equip it, and they ha- they can still carry things. I'm like, oh, that's, that's dumb. I'm stupid. Nah, those older NES games are just... There's so much bullcrap in like so many of those. I've never finished your NES Zelda. Like it's fun, but I don't want to explore. <laughs> no, that's definitely one that you. Though the, I would say the older NES games, you definitely need a guide to do anything with those. Yeah, I mean, we even have like an in like in the in the uh, game packages, they have the guides like, oh yeah, this is what everything does because there's no real tutorial. Exactly. It just kind of throws you in and says, screw around, find out. Yeah, those those paper manuals. Yeah, they were like actually like, they had a purpose back in the day. Now it just says, oh, press A to jump or something, even yeah. though you get that in the tutorial. 
I haven't actually seen a paper manual in a while. All I'll see in my games are like advertisements for other games. Oh yeah, no. After like the normal DS transitioning to 3DS, I think they kind of just stopped putting manuals, except for like the Wii, which they still put like uh, um, translation things or something like that. Actually, I might have a. I don't know. Because none of the Xenoblade Chronicles, I had like a thick thing full of like random information. Because it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really give you a tutorial. It just kind of says. Here's a bunch of information in the packet. Figure it out. Yeah. It was one of those type of Wii games. So I'm like, all right, bet. Now, ultimately, when I'm thinking about video games, I think uh, it's really easy to think of just my, my most favorite video game. Like, It's hard to pick a most favorite video game because as a kid, I don't know if you ever heard of this game. It's called Little Big Planet. I've heard of it. Never played it. But you know, it's a pl- uh, I was on PlayStation, and so I had access to a bunch of PlayStation exclusives. Liberty Planet is among them, mm-hmm. and you played this character called Sackboy, and Liberty mm-hmm. Planet was great because it was very community based. You could there's a story mode. You can unlock a bunch of different cosmetic items for your Sackboy, a bunch of different cosmetic items for the world or like your pod, which is kind of like your little hub area um, that you can invite friends in and chill. Yeah, like um, uh, you can make your own levels using stuff you've unlocked, or just using stuff that you made yourself. The OG Mario creator. Yeah. You could do literally the limit was your imagination and a whole bunch of other factors. <laughs> <laughs> like the limit's your imagination and the console. Yeah, and the actual ability of the game. There was even this thing in the in all of the games called a thermometer, and it would always show up while you're in Korea while you're creating levels. And basically, the whole point yeah, was you're to starting n- overload it. Yeah, if you overloaded that thermometer, then you have to delete some things in your level. But you could do anything That's... in these levels. All right. Like um, and then you could publish them, and then anybody can play them if you publish them. And there was a lot of copying going on. You can co- if you made it possible to copy your level. People would copy your level and post it on their own planet, and then like you'd have like a million versions of the same level. Hmm. Latin Player Ten is by far the most infamous. Let me see. Let me let me pull this man's. I know I can find. Yeah, literally Latin Player Ten. Oh my God, he was notorious in the community for just copying everything. Have you had any run-ins with him? Uh, no. He's he's like a legend, you know. He's like a mystical figure in the community. <laughs> Just it never exists only on Little Big Planet, nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, he's a little. It's so weird. But um, I played a lot of Little Big Planet. Then I played Little Big Planet Two a lot. I begged my mom for it. I didn't really mm-hmm. beg her. I asked for it, and then like a few months later, I got it. Nice. And it was really cool because Little Big Planet 2 took everything Little Big Planet 1 did but made it way better, added way like more features. It was like by far the best game to ever exist in my eyes. Okay. And then uh, you were allowed, you were going to do way more things. And I saw some stuff that was very impressive. And then Little Big Planet 3 came along. And then Little Big Planet 3, which is a dual release, it came out on PlayStation 3 and PS4, which I think also inhibited it. But it was also cross-play, so you can play stuff uploaded on PS3 on PS4 and vice versa. Right. Sure. But uh, basically, the uh, what it was is uh, it did everything Little Planet 2 did, 
and added even more features. And Luigi's Planet 3 was kind of a buggy mess. They changed developers. They went from Media Molecule to uh, Sumo Digital. Hmm. And it was buggy at launch. And I think it, it did get better as time went on. But by, the, by that point, a lot of people had just dropped ship. Jumped ship. Whoops. <laughs> they yeah, just, as most online community-based games do. They just left and you know, barely anybody was left. But there was like a really big Spider-Man community on this game too, and I was, hmm. I wasn't like a prominent figure in this community, but I had met a few of the prominent. I I, I played with some of the prominent figures in that community, and I think that you was were in really the presence of Raimi himself. <laughs> it felt that way. <laughs> there, there are some. Like I said, I was, I was, I was. Now I wouldn't say I was part of that Spider-Man community. I was like an honorary member of that Spider-Man community on Nice. Like I said, I had played with a couple of the actual the biggest the bigger people in that community. And I thought that was so cool. Let's see. But um again, like I said, I met a I met a good friend on there too. We were we worked on some stuff together. We we actually released this stupid uh series of levels called Three Nights at Shrek. <laughs> it was our Five Nights at Freddy's clone, and uh, Three Nights at Tricks. Uh, I did all like the logic and programming and stuff, and he was the one who did all the level design. Hmm. And we ended up just making this, this stupid level, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's still accessible now, and you can uh. I believe if you go to night two, you can actually hear my prepubescent voice uh, speaking. Who? Because uh, you know I'm calling the I'm calling the night uh, guard to tell them what's okay. up. But uh, <laughs> I um, <laughs> so that was fun, but unfortunately that game kind of died out, which is fine because later. Huh? Pitch up your voice in this podcast to just give them a taste of what that sounds like. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, later they went ahead and they added a. They didn't add anything. Hold on. They made Media Molecule. Were like, you know what? We're tired of not making cool games, and so they made a game called Dreams. And Dreams like was the like... Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Dream uh, from Minecraft before he was Dream? Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know about the timeline of all of it. I think it, I think it came out in 2019. Uh, dream release oh. date. Dream's release date. Yeah, it came out in 20... But, like, this is... It's been, like, a while. But basically, what Dreams did was it did everything Little Big Planet did and made it seem like child's play. It came out in 2020. Hmm. I got this game at launch. But um dreams you could literally make your own assets. You weren't limited to a sack boy. You could make whatever character model you wanted. You were just limited by your ability to sculpt and paint in that 3D environment. Um you can make literally any kind of game you want from like 2D side scrollers or 3D adventure games to like random like like 8-bit adventures. You know what I mean? You could do literally anything. Hmm. And uh 
Um, unfortunately, I don't really play it as much as I uh, I'd like, but I'm thinking maybe while I'm in college, I might find some time to make a nice little game on there. Yeah. But no, Dreams was Dreams was something. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I would imagine so. But um, I loved Dreams. Like I said, it's like Little Big Planet. It's very, it's just great. You know those games where you can kind of create your own thing. And uh, well, if you made your own assets as well, you could actually pub- make them public, and so anyone could use the assets that you put in. Your assets can be anything from a character model to a, like an environment, uh, like object, to like uh, a microchip that like uh, you put it into your character model and it gives it an animation, or like hmm. it could be like a sound clip or like a score that you made on Dreams. Literally, whatever. You just have to make it public, and people could use it. And That's so cool. I made an Infinity Gauntlet for people to use on there, and like an Iron Man model. Nice. But um, so like I said, Dreams is really cool. But you know, it's hard to pick a favorite game, like I said, because I was also into like fighting games. Do you ever do you, do you ever uh, find yourself enjoying any fighting games? Uh. Like how how would you define a fighting game? Like action in general, or like I'm talking Street Fighter. I'm thinking like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. I've never had a chance to play those kind of games because my mother is like, ah, oh, not too violent. <laughs> and yeah, I'm yeah here. Yeah, I'm one of the most violent people I know. <laughs> but no, Mortal Kombat was pretty big too. All my friends loved it. I had no idea what it was, but I played along until finally mm-hmm. learning what it was and. I had the demo on my PS3. Melina scared the hell out of me. Hmm. But yeah, so. um, at uh, if you in Mortal Kombat 9, if you win a game as Melina, you know you don't do any fatalities, no finishers, you just win. Uh, she would take off her mask, and Melina's got like a really jacked up face. You know who Baraka is? I think so. She's got like really. Brock has got like the really jagged teeth. He's really ugly. He's got the like the Wolverine pop out claws, except it's just one. Uh, but um, mm-hmm. like she's a clone of her, but she's also mixed with that Baraka DNA type thing. And so like she takes off her mask, and she is not fine at all. She is a monster, and she jump screen. She jump. She jump scare the camera. And it scared me as a child. No, that's fair. Every time she'd jump on the, uh, she'd everyone would win at her, and people would choose her and win just to just to spite me. I'd run in the other room <laughs> and wait until they went ahead and continued the game. <laughs> but Rawr. if I had to choose a favorite game, I'd probably go with God of War, just the whole entire franchise. No, that's fair. Um, it was actually one of the first games that we had on our PlayStation 3. If I remember, we got our PlayStation 3 uh, for Christmas that one year. And mm-hmm. the games that uh, we got to go with it, and I would say we got, I think the PS3 actually said for me on it. But like it was definitely like the family console. You know what I mean? It right. wasn't just mine. But uh, like you, you'll be the one playing it most often, but we'll, we'll, we'll play on it. 
my sisters were really big into gaming, so hmm. yeah, they were playing that a lot. But uh, we had my uh, my sisters. I don't know who picked out these games, <clears throat> or if my mom was just like these. I'm not quite sure how it goes. I think my sisters had a. They got to pick, but we got games. We our first three games that we had on the PlayStation were Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops 1, and uh, <clears throat> the God of War Collection. So it has God of War 1 and 2 on it. Hmm. And so I wasn't really too into modern, uh, first-person shooters. I didn't really know how to play. In fact, I remember getting a controller and just looking straight up and not knowing what to do from there. <laughs> <laughs> Look up. Now what? And he's just spinning in a circle. I have no idea what's happening. But um, <laughs> and I uh, eventually got better at that. And I think when my sisters left, I started to get more into first-person shooters because that's what my friends were into. And so I'd play mm-hmm. online with them all the time. And I had the same games. And that's I actually got pretty decent at them. But God of War, probably the first time I was like, damn, this game is like good. You know, the story was really intriguing. You know, I, I think that's one thing I love most about God of War is just the overarching story. Um, and this is another thing that people get wrong about the older games. So the newer game that came out in 2018, it's a soft reboot of the series, but it's a, it's a continuation of the games that happened before. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this game, Kratos is a lot more, like, empathetic. He's a lot more e- emotional he shows it more. He's he's not this rage monster anymore. Well, he still is the rage monster, but he, he's he's a lot better at using that, controlling it, basically. Right. But in the original games, I would just say he's that rage monster in the last two games because in God of War one, and this is like I said, this is what people think things that people get wrong. The new God of War came out, people were like, they really changed Kratos' character. They finally made him a character. They gave him feelings. They you know, they, they finally made it deep. But the problem is, God of War has been deep this entire time. You know, people are just too blind to see it. Literally, the first game starts off with Kratos attempting to kill himself because the gods of Olympus have abandoned him, and now there is no hope. You know, as a little kid, I thought... Thor, Love, and Thunder mood. <laughs> as a little Thor, kid. Love, and Thunder type beat. <laughs> I still haven't even. I still haven't seen that. Was, if you wanna just like <laughs> blindly watch something for like seven bucks, it's alright. It's alright. It's, it's. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of like Marvel type films just because I'm not into the comedy of a serious situation type thing. Mm-hmm. Right, but I can see the appeal of it. Oddly enough, one of my biggest gripes is that the Shadow of the Moon was incorrect. Shadow of the Moon, like because there there there's two suns on the like are start on the planet they are are uh, introducing themselves on, uh-huh. and the moon is in the it has a shadow, but there's only two suns, <laughs> and where the location of those two suns is on the side where the moon's shadow is, and so they're like, why why is it so messed up? <laughs> Like, that was my biggest gripe of the whole movie. I don't know why. 
Like, I can't tell you anything else that happened in the movie, but I, I remember that specifically. I'm like, oof. <laughs> All I know about the movie is that I heard it's not that good, and then there's that meme that came out for a while of, like, Heimdall's son. Just the floating oh. head. Yeah. So, I'm really... I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember the scene. The movie's on Disney Plus, though, so I really don't have an excuse for not having seen it. But I just haven't really the had time to is watch. that it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but my, I haven't really had time to do anything here at the school. I've been, you know, just homework every day. No, that's fair. But, you know, because there's some stuff I really, really mean to watch. Like, She-Hulk looks interesting. I've heard mixed things about She-Hulk. And personally, I say it's... Uh, I think more, of, I've seen a lot of, like, clips, too. Like, I think what... It really boils down to is a lot of the people who don't like it are like, I don't want to say sexist. I'm very much a sexist. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, you I know, pe- people are just like women, <clears throat> you know, you know, and then like, she I think does it's some... less that it's women sips coffee. I think it's more that it's not a well-written woman. <laughs> No, the thing is, though, like, I haven't seen it, but people are complaining about her character. But then if you look at, at least from what I'm seeing, if you look at what they complain about and look at the source material, it's pretty spot on. So I don't really know what's going on here. I suppose that is fair. Like, I, and, I remember I saw the trailer for him. Like, what the heck is that? Like, like Hulk, Bruce Banner, like, does, like, the big, like, one of his, his signature, like, clap, right? And then mm-hmm. She-Hulk tries to do it, fails, gets it good once, and then, like, spams it. And we're like, that just makes it not cool. And also makes her sound look stupid, because she's, like, smiling, like, giggling, like, ha-ha, I spam it. And, like, it makes it look like it doesn't have any power behind it. And we're like, that, I don't mm. know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know much about Marvel, though. So, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I've been looking. I've been wanting to see it, especially because they brought my boy Daredevil back. No, Daredevil, really? the uh, Netflix series, is one of the you know best Netflix series I've ever seen. It's not on Netflix anymore, I don't think. I think it's just on Disney Plus now. Mm. But I know love... anything that Disney related is just kind of purged from anything in existence. It's like I love Daredevil, uh, but they brought him back, Charlie Cox and everything. Cox. And they gave him like the yellow suit from the comics, and uh, I definitely think the red suit's the best look for Daredevil, but I, I really, like, I, I've always liked his yellow suit. But they found a way yeah, to make it work. If I remember correctly, I think it's sick as hell. You know, the yellow with the red vest, it's, it's sick. Hmm. I actually posted a drawing of it on my story not too long, like a couple months ago. Oh, I think I remember seeing that. But, I do um, remember seeing that. It was sick as hell. But, uh, yeah, like I said, and then the, there's this new thing that came out called uh, Werewolf by Night, which is, you know, it's, he's a he's a Marvel character. It's a presentation, which I guess is their new way of making a, you know, character introduction without making a movie or TV show about him. And uh, I've heard it's really good. So if you haven't seen it, I, I think you should see it. I still want to see it really badly, but I heard it's honestly really good. Like, it doesn't even feel like a Marvel thing. It looks very noir. Werewolf by Night, Disney Plus. So I'll have to see that and check it out. But you know, go circling back to God of War here. Hmm. 
you know, like I've always been a big fan of it. And as a little kid, I have a lot of fun memories. Like, obviously, I probably should have been playing that game as a kid because the original games had lots of boobies. Booba. Yeah, it was. Ugh. Ugh. Oh my goodness. Gross. Ugh. Women. That's the sound of me choking on the things I prefer over women. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then there's lots of blood and gore, obviously. But right. um. <laughs> but uh, I remember the original games. Again, I was a little kid, didn't quite understand how to play it all the time. So I'd watch my sister play it. We'd take turns every now and then. And. A lot of good memories with that. I think that's why I helped the original two games become my favorite. But anyway, point is, I really like the game. The series, the story, I could go on about the story. I could literally retell the story uh, from like beginning to end. I just, I, 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 I love the God of War story. I love the character. And I'm really excited to see what they do with the sequel. Uh, it comes out in like a month. So, uh, hmm. Do you have a favorite right. game? that you, um... A favorite game? Yeah. I have a handful that I could choose from. Like I've, I've already talked about Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Ruby was the first game I've ever like played that has been among my favorites. Another one. I remember my freshman year. I was talking about it. We were talking about. I think a similar topic like, about games. And I mentioned it. And then you looked at me with disdain and disgust. Oh, no. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion Two. Oh. Huh. What did you think I was going to say? I don't know. It was just, I don't... I really reacted that way when you said it the first time? Well, I'm, uh, to be fair, I was also a freshman, so and you didn't really know me, but like I said like I said uh, that was among my favorite games, one of my favorite like Mario games. And you looked at me like more disappointed, like, what oh. is wrong with you? Like, that is not a good game. I'm like, I don't know, first game I ever played. Well, not Whoops. first game I ever played, but like, another, <laughs> like, among my favorites. Well... What can I say? I was only a sophomore. That's fair uh, enough. I was but a child. You know, Luigi's Manor. Oh, good game. Just a good... Luigi is among my favorite characters in general. Oh, yeah. He's so underrated that he became overrated. I don't care. I like him. <laughs> He's green. He's funky. He's funny. I like his voice in the Super Mario Bro show. Sounds like a 50-year-old man. <laughs> When like Mario it. sounds like a 30 or 40 year old man, it's so funny. It's such a good show. Hello, but... Mario. Hello, Mario. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> oh my god. But I, I gotta say, but uh, my absolute favorite game from my childhood is for the Wii. It's, another, it's a Spider-Man game. Oh yeah. You ever play a game, Spider-Man Friend or Foe? Oh hell yeah, I owned that. I didn't I, I have the DS version of it. <laughs> I have no, there's a DS version of that? Yeah. Cuss word. Oh, it looks... Uh, I guess that's fair for a DS. I look, I'm looking at it I'm like, oh, this is really different. Way more cartoony. But Spider-Man, Friend yeah. or Foe, tell me about it. Yeah, see, I'm, I feel like the plot line is more or less the same. I forget. Oh, yeah. So, Spider-Man Friend or Foe, it opens up with, like, a scene of, I think, Spider-Man duking it out with Venom or something. 
And yeah. I remember a jug like, dude, you need some mouthwash, like Listerine, you some motherfucker. And then it turns out they're getting attacked now. Why? Don't know. They're just getting attacked by these weird phantom people. Mm-hmm. And then they basically kidnap um Venom, who tries to fight back and fails. And then Spider Man tries to go help him, but then it gets like beamed up to the to uh, uh, I think the helicarrier. <laughs> yeah. And there he is. Uh I'm blinking. And Nick Fury is like Nick Fury. Spider Man, yeah. only you can fight these people. Spider Man, you little b- cuss word. Hurry up and fight them, you cool man. Your friends are in danger. Spider-Man's all like, I don't know, man. They're not really my friends. Okay, but they're in danger. Okay, that's fair enough. So Spider-Man just kind of says, I bet. Goes out, <laughs> fights them. And it turns out the first villain, I think it is Venom. That's the, no, Doc Ock is the first one. Uh, they fight, and he finds Silver Sable, who says, Hey, yo, you're chill. I'm going to join you in your fight. And Spider-Man <laughs> says, I bet. And Prowler's also there. Because you don't really fight Prowler. Prowler's just kind of there. <laughs> and so you go fight Doc Ock, who has a thing on his chest. And it's like, oh my goodness, he's being mind-controlled. But you mm-hmm. find that out after like you wreck his crap. Wreck, ho- wreck shop. And you fight a bunch of phantom people. No actual human people. Phantom people. Big boys, too. Fat ones. I remember when I was playing, I'm like, why are these people so fat? Wow. You know which ones I'm talking about? The big boys. Yeah. And so you continue to fight him, and he says, I don't know what happened, but I'm angry, so I'm going to join you. And then you do that, and you do that a few more times until, like, you get to Venom, and you do the same thing. He says, you know what? I'm even angrier than he is. I'm going to join you. And so you go on, you go to get a Green Goblin who says, I don't like who controlled me. That's my job to control people. I'm going to join you. Mm-hmm. And then you end up going to Sandman who says... I don't think this is the right thing to do. I'm angry. I'm going to join you. Basically, <laughs> everyone joins you because they're angry. Yeah. And then, uh, at some point, um, New Goblin joins you, who's arguably one of the better side, char- uh, side characters. Mm-hmm. And then you you go to you get, you get go through these different places, finding more and more. And at one point, you find the symbiote. Nick Fury says, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Spider-Man says, nah, we need the extra firepower. Uses it, and now you have access to Black Spider-Man. And it's cool. It's chill. You can change the soup in the hair carrier. And the final boss is good old Mysterio, which is honestly has built up my expectations for Mysterio just because of that fight. Oh, yeah. Where he's teleporting all over the place using these eyes. It's kick-ass fight, and then you destroy his thing, and you win. I don't remember what happens in the end, except that everyone kind of lives happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember... well, not happy ever after. They still fight each other because they're enemies, but... yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite games. I actually remember, um, as a, yeah, uh, as a little kid, I wondered, you know, watching that trailer, watching that cinematic over and over again in the beginning, seeing that New Goblin and Green Goblin are coexisting. I'm like, mm. Harry Osborn, that's your dad. Boogie He's Boogie. alive. I I I just never thought about that. I was like, that's like literally. Like, I I've always I always thought like, aren't you gonna say a hi? Aren't you gonna give, give him a hug or I, something? That he he he. I mean, he, do does he know? Does Harry like, know that? In in this game, does he know? Because I know Harry the movies know about, does. 
Oh no! It's only okay, the only reason I suspect is because they're all they're all designed after their Raimi counterparts. I that is fair. And so I'm just like, that's Willem Dafoe, and that is James Franco, like. Hmm. <laughs> oh, oh yeah! I also forgot. You also get like Iron Fist, which is also one of my favorite characters in that game. He's you fight sick. the lizard, and then there's also Rhino, Scorpion. Man, I, I've never thought about that though. Now, now that you mention it, it's like, dude, that's your dad. But yeah, like a thing that you can do with that game is that you could also like, you, as you unlock more characters, you basically can do like a one v one type thing with like mm-hmm. two different characters that you've unlocked in the roster. And one one iconic moment I remember is I was playing with my cousin, <laughs> and I was playing Daka because he was like my favorite to play in that like fighting game. And he he was playing Spider-Man or something, or Venom. Yeah, hey, that was Spider-Man. <laughs> and I remember just randomly, I don't know, I can't remember how I did it. I just picked him up and chucked him off screen. And, like, you could just see him going off into the distance because I hit the right angle on the camera frame. And it was just so funny as a kid. I'm like, it's still funny now because it's, it's off into the frame into the mountain. And now that I'm looking at these graphics, you, you ever play Mario Strikers? No, but I had, like, a... I had a, a a t-shirt with Mario Strikers on it. Great game. Uh, for the Wii, great game. I haven't played the uh GameCube one. But mm-hmm. for the for the Wii, it was it was bonkers. It was so good. <laughs> like the graphics were hardcore. You like you play in the rain sometimes. There are many like obstacles. <laughs> you could play as Wario, whose special was ability like graphics... was using fart to speed up and also disables opponents. <laughs> See, if I remember, the graphics did look pretty crazy for a Mario game. Oh, yeah. Like, it was it was kick-ass. Cuss word. I loved it. <laughs> it was so good. Like, it was such a serious time. Like, I remember, like, I was in my I was in my uh, college English teacher's room, and I looked at this wall, and I'm like, Nintendo Switch Mario Strikers? I never mm. heard of this. I searched it up, and I looked at the graphic. I looked at it, and I'm like, look how they massacred my boy. Wait, did they change it? Um, it it's... Like, they keep, like, the same, similar character designs, but its overall tone is more lighthearted. Oh, let me mm. see, let me see. Like, like that's what they've been doing with a lot of games for the Switch. Like, it, a oh, lot I of things see. which have been made lighthearted. And I'm like, ah, that's I like Mario so Strikers lame. being really dark. See, it was, like, gritty. It was, like, unnecessarily, like... <laughs> It was so like, cool though, and like the like character intros of just like death glares and like the home captain just coming from the sky with their theme song. It was so good. Like Luigi's theme song was kick cuss word too. Like oh, so good. I love it. Such a good game. <laughs> I remember like Yoshi. Yoshi was in there where you could play as him, and it, it was such like a. Such a goofy tune for Yoshi that also didn't really seem to fit the tone of the game in general. Which I think fits Yoshi as a character. He had a special ability where he turns like the the ball into an egg and it rolls around. And you control it and it just explodes things. Uh, Mario, I forget. I think Mario was like a fireball or something. I can't remember what Luigi's was. Waluigi had the ability to create these walls of vines, which you could just, like, encompass yourself to go for, like, a power kick and whatnot. 
And I never really played the female characters because I was like, oh, I'm 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 twelve year old boy. I play boy characters. Gross. <laughs> yeah, that's I definitely remember <laughs> being that way too. But oh, such a and I'm upset because I have I have I have, I used to have the game. I still do. But see, the thing is, like, I remember I put it away, and I said I'm gonna play that game now. So I set everything up because I I usually take down the setup just because I don't play it often. But I, oh. I set I set up the Wii. I go downstairs and I go look for the game and I find it. I put it into the thing. Doesn't work. Doesn't want to read. Oh. I take it out. I look at it. It's scratched up, sure, no. but it's before it used to work when I was scratched up. But oh. I looked closer. I ran my finger along it. There's like dents in it. Dents. <laughs> yeah, like you know when you take you know like on metal when you like stab it with something. There's like a little. It uh, curls. Curls. Yeah. That's what was on the disc. I'm like, how the hell? I like, and I was home alone, so like I was swearing my head off. <laughs> I was so upset. Like, how the hell did that happen? I put it away. Fine, it was perfectly fine. I played it a few months before that had happened. How the hell did it get like bite, like bite marks, denting it and furling it? And I was so upset. And I, ugh. And like, <laughs> you you can only buy it for like forty, sixty bucks now. I'm like, ugh. It makes me so upset because it's such a good game. Okay. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> I remember, like, I was I was wanting to play it because I I was getting close to like the end of the like Champion Cup. Like, yeah. I was I was I would say I was pretty good at the game. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was like on the Crystal Cup and I was getting ready to go like to the last two. And I'm like, God damn it! <sighs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. I never even unlocked all the characters too, because like I didn't get Piranha Plant or uh, I didn't get Piranha Plant or Diddy Kong. I think I had Donkey Kong. I, I think I had everyone except for Piranha Plant and Diddy Kong. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you might try to be lucky on eBay one day, or even Facebook Marketplace for stuff like that. I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I trust eBay anymore, because I I ordered a, a a Game Boy right on eBay. Uh huh. And like, because I said, you know what, I'm gonna order a Game Boy just so I can uh. Trade with myself in Pokemon because I want to get I want to get a Gengar. Gen, I want to get a Gengar, uh-huh. and I ordered it. It was like it was it was really cheap too, like twenty bucks I think for okay. when everyone else was selling it for like sixty. And like, I sat there after a week, just doesn't come in. Two weeks hasn't come in. A month passed and hasn't uh... come in. A month and a half has passed, <clears throat> and my mom like texts me when I'm at school. What the hell did you order? Oh, I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, my package probably finally came in. And, like, I got home and she asked me, like, why did I have to go to the post office and sign things? Oh. And, like, I I was sitting there, like, confused. And we went in there. And, like, it, was, it apparently came from, like, across the world. And, like, Arabia or some shit. Cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> where, they, where he had to, like, sign a bunch of paperwork to send it to me. And also, like, had a, like it came with like a copy of his ID because I guess that's something that had to be done, to, like make sure he wasn't like some sort of terrorist bomb sent, like sending a pipe bomb to my house. And I was like, what? <laughs> and my mom was so confused, and I was so confused, and I was kind of disappointed because it didn't have a backlight. But that's fair. It was just a Game Boy. It came with some soccer game, which I don't know how to play. <laughs> but man. I don't know if I want to trust ordering on eBay and it coming from like China or some shit. So yeah, I've had a good, I've had pretty good experiences on eBay thus far. Really, it's that's 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 unfortunate. 
Not even unfortunate. It's just more like, what the heck? <laughs> Damn. But yeah, so I think you I, pl- who, who do you plan on bringing on next then, or is that a surprise? Um, I'm not sure yet. I guess I'll just have to see and wait and see uh, if people listen to this episode and they want to be on the show. Hmm. I'd be interested in having you on again, though, if you'd like. Since we're talking like, where are we going to listen to this? Where are we going to listen to this? Uh, where this will be. I'm I'm probably gonna have this posted on Spotify. Ooh, um, Spotify. It'll be... <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna listen to this episode the moment it comes out and see how stupid I sound. It'll <laughs> it'll be found. Uh, it'll be found on. Uh, obviously, you just gotta look up Shrimp Fried Podcast. It'll be Shrimp Fried Talk Show. It'll shrimp be there. Fried talk Show. Um, and like I said, I, I have a, a couple of other shows I wanted to work on, but this is this is this. I want this to be my main show. You should do some sort of like deep fried audio for like your intro or an outro. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it'd be really funny. Like, oh, you're talking about your shrimp fried these stock shows, like deep fried audio, you know? Uh, ah, 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 Is there, is there anything you'd like to plug? Anything you'd like to say before we leave off? I got nothing to plug. I don't think. <laughs> got any, got any Go watch the Shrimp Fried Podcast or Shrimp Fried Talk Show on wherever it's on by searching it up on Google or maybe Spotify. Spotify is cool. <laughs> listen to it on Spotify. I want to listen to this on Spotify. Put it Abs- on Spotify. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on my show and being my very thank first Thank you for guest. inviting me. Um, I think this has been a good episode. I, I really appreciate you coming on, and I'm uh, I'm excited to see uh, – excited to get to work on this. Yeah. Seems like a fun project, and I can't wait to hear what else you come up with, who else you have on. <laughs> the infamous. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you very much. And uh, that was Adolf Lamarez, everybody. Uh, round of applause. Ooh. Edit in uh, applause. Like uh, a really, really bad laugh track. <laughs> so uh, that was that. That was it for this installment of the Shrimp Fried Talk Show. I'll see you next time.